0: Right? Uh huh. <laughs> because are you are you used to being on the other end of this, or are you the person who does it?
1: I am. I'm the one that needs
0: the don'ts. <laughs> okay.
1: I'm the one that needs to impl- been, I- implement the, don't. the
0: don'ts. No,
1: yeah. But, well, not like directly. Like, if you love me, but it's like, wait, if you love me, then how are you able to do these things to me? Like, yes. if you you love me but you're doing x y and z then that makes me feel like you don't love me because if you yes. love me i'm doing x y and z yes if you're sitting here to my face telling me a b c and then you're yeah. doing X, Y, Z. then we're on completely ends of the spectrum and you're saying one thing and then doing one thing that yes. they're not,
0: not on They the don't match way. up yeah no, and that, like- <laughs> that is which this is going to be some abrasive um advice mm-hmm. that you might not want to hear because I had to sit down and tell myself, I don't remember where I heard it, but it was something to the you know, the effect of like you if you are uh selfish enough, I guess, to think or if you're se- if you're self absorbed enough to think that everything is about you, like that's basically what you're doing is being like, if you love me enough, like bitch, this has nothing to do with you or how much I love you. I do love you you know, but it's like, I mean, I would love to be skinny as fuck and have a six pack. Does that have anything to do with the actions that I'm taking? I don't love going to the gym and doing all that shit. You know what I mean? Like I love being skinny. Don't love dieting. It has nothing to do with it. The cause and effect are different things, you know, like, so yes, they might love you, but it's, there's way more to it than that it has nothing to do they i'm sure they want to treat you like oh no one ever wants to cheat on their significant other not no one but most people don't want to cheat on their significant other but they do it you know and it has nothing just like you said like you you victim blamed yourself of being like yeah what you know what could i have done differently that he wouldn't have cheated it has nothing to do with it has nothing to do with you not being enough or you know anything you could have done differently it's them So motivating them through guilt and saying things like that, all that's going to do is make them like curl back inside their little shell and be like, all right, well, I can't do anything right. And it just reinforces them saying like, yeah, see, I am a piece of shit. I don't deserve love. You know, like I don't love you enough. I wish I could. I, I, I should be able to love you more, but I can't. I'm not even capable of loving you the way you want, you know, and it's just this vicious cycle that starts. Yep. Um, And then along the same lines, don't use shame or humiliation in attempt to change your partner's behavior. Shaming them into it will do nothing. Besides, again, make them, you know, turn in on themselves and be like, fuck, go back in their little hole. Um, (laughs) Well, this is just, this is all like what we just talked about. Don't take their actions personally. It's not about you. It's about their own unresolved issues and pain. It's not about you. Hi you guys, welcome to this week's episode of Bitch-a-P, I'm back once again with the fabulous Kate Neal. How are you, Kate? Oh
1: my gosh, oh my gosh babe, I'm doing great, glad to be here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so great! Well, I'm your host, Becca, and this week we are talking about self-sabotage. Yep. <laughs> So excited! I was on the phone with Kate earlier, and she was basically having a panic attack about this because. Are you feeling attacked?
1: Well, we're not, <laughs> not all the way to panic attack level, just uh, around the corner, you
0: know. <laughs> yeah, um, teetering on the I, edge, if you will.
1: Yeah, I just feel like um not only do people in my interpersonal life sometimes self-sabotage. But I am not immune to that behavior as well. So, listen,
0: I'm all right. So, let's be real. There are a lot of, I'm pretty self aware. Uh, I know that I've got a lot of flaws, and I'm not saying like you, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm immune to self sabotage. However, this week, I will be discussing all the self sabotagers in my life because I know that I ain't, the, I ain't the fucking one. Okay. I'm not the main culprit of self-sabotage i on the other hand can give you the perspective like i think you probably can of someone who dates self-sabotagers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. That so true, yeah so in true bitchopedia form we're kind of going to be focusing on the point of view of self-sabotage in relationships we i mean we can cover everything but um especially like dating wise how miserable it is to date a self sabotager mm-hmm. because what the fuck? Just what the <laughs> fuck? Like on the uh, attachment style episode that we had, this is kind of along the same lines because an avoidant person, I feel like, has a lot of self sabotaging behavior. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong?
1: No, I, w- I would agree with that. I would too. But then also at the same time, I feel like anxious attachment also can no, self sabotage no we don't do that <laughs> Okay, i was like it's like if you get so anxious that something's going to become a reality that you almost manifested into reality because you're so scared of it right. happening
0: all right you know <laughs> take a step back i just fucking said we're not talking about me this week okay <laughs> cut this kick Can- this this podcast is canceled what am not doing it. let's talk about something else like daddy yeah. issues or something <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> yeah like that wouldn't attack me let's fuck we are definitely not going there this week jesus christ not this week that's yeah yeah we'll go we'll cover that later okay so for those of you who don't know or just to clarify what it is self-sabotage by definition is essentially ruining your progress out of fear or like getting in your own head and stopping your progress getting in your way um self-sabotagers i think are Essentially, addicted to struggle, right? Because you get comfortable with it, and you are familiar with uh, misery. <laughs> and you know, you also think that you don't deserve better things. Like that's essentially what everything boils down to: is you're you don't feel worthy, or you don't. So even if it's subconsciously, you don't feel worthy of having good things. You don't think you're worthy of having a good, stable relationship. So you sabotage it by. Mm, hypothetical cheating on a perfect partner oh who's nothing but love you. Okay, I'm fine. I'm fine. Like, fine. To-
1: <laughs> well, I was about to say, yeah, I would the main um phrase that comes to mind in relation to this is we accept the love we think we deserve. And I feel like that applies perfectly because if you don't think you're deserving of the love that you're receiving, then you're going to make decisions that you feel like validates the perspective you have on yourself. And like my, my huge thing lately has been perception is reality. Like your perception is your reality and it is real but that does not necessarily mean it aligns with everybody else's reality or perceptions. And so, yeah.
0: Yeah. And your reality is based on how shitty you think you are, even when that's based on insecurities and childhood trauma and past relationship trauma and all that shit. Like we're having a deep first name name. All right. So this is another thing that I want to point out too. When I went to get my tarot cards read this was right after my relationship ended with my last ex I went and got my tarot cards read and it was from bb the red jasper I talk about her all the time follow her on everything um but she read my cards and she lays everything out whatever and she takes a step back and was like hmm um are you afraid of success <laughs> and I was like what uh yeah. Like maybe yeah, and it took me a second but I was like, fuck, dude, like I'm obviously I'm, I'm afraid of failure too, but more often than that, I think I really am afraid of success. And she when she asked me, I was like, yeah. And she said, "Why?" And I was like, "You know, I don't know." And I've thought about it for months. I've I and I still don't know for sure that I have the answer to it, but I think this kind of opened it up to me that it's like, "Well, you don't feel worthy of being successful." And the second conclusion I came to was like, you are worried that, well, first of all, if you, I was worried that if I got everything that I thought I was, you know, that would make me happy, I would get it, you know, whatever it would be, if it was having the podcast be successful and all these things, it's like, okay, I'm going to get all these things. And once I do, what if I'm still not happy? Like, what if I'm just incapable of being happy? Mm. You know. And then also, what if I get it and I fucking lose it all? You know, like, what if you have a great relationship and they die? You know what I mean? I mean, that's morbid, but it's a morbid example. But still, you know, like, what if you get this awesome house and then something crazy happens, you lose your job and I, now I can afford it and I lose it. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is terrifying. But at the core, I think it's what you said, essentially, is like the perception of yourself. Like, you don't feel worthy of those things because of your perception and your reality.
1: Well, that, all those points are like very good. That takes a lot of introspective work, which is the worst kind of work. (laughs) I told Um, you I'm
0: self-aware, girl. I can't do anything about it, but I know.
1: Introspective work is the hardest, man. And we can fix others all day and we can pour our effort into that. But when you have to pour it back into yourself, it's scarier. But like all those points you made, very, yes, I agree with. However, I would also um, like to add on that, if your fear is not only of failure, but also of success, which is like very typical and perfectionist ADHD, a lot of of these other subtypes as well have higher levels of perceived or perceptions around like criticism and things like that. Right. So if you are succeeding and you are getting that success and you are scared of success, it's also because then that precedent is set. You need to feel like you keep on having to do more successful things and you always have to keep going above. You always have to keep being that level of successful. And then there's a whole nother perception to like, if people expect you to do things versus if you just happen to do them, like if you're expected to get a 4.0 and you get a 3.7, then you're a disappointment. If you're expected to get a C, then if you get a 4.0, then it's like exalted, you know, like the difference. yeah Yeah. so like the different levels and what you think are expected of you and like that was my thing when I was younger I had this huge fear of not only failure but also success that like the best example I would have is I ran cross country for like five years Mm -hmm. and the first two three years I wouldn't even like I would go to practice and I would do my training but I was like half-assing it like I would walk at practice I didn't really care I didn't like I had fear of meets because I had fear of like competing because I had fear of success and failure. But if I wasn't really trying, then I wasn't really failing, so it didn't really matter. Right. And then I, where I actually did put in the work, and that got off the rails a little bit too. But like <laughs> I was putting in the work, and I was successful. But then I still had all the stress of maintaining. And well, yes. are they going to pass me this week? Is my time going to go down? What am I going to be ranked on the team? Am I going to make it to state? There was all the other factors that I then had to consider because maintaining and actually putting in the effort
0: yes and along those same lines this was something I was discussing the other day too and was like you know I'm the kind of person because I didn't even think of it as like a perfectionist whatever which totally makes sense but we were talking about how I'm really bad about feeling like if I'm if I'm at a plateau like if I'm not steadily increasing then I'm failing like Mm -hmm. staying the same is not good enough you know it always needs to be constantly increasing and you do have those random bursts of luck or whatever happens you know where you have these good things that happen to you and you can't can't be like that all the time you know what I mean like you can't have a million dollar week at your job every single week like it just doesn't happen there are going to be times where it doesn't and I know that but still it doesn't matter you know what I mean like I still so basically self-sabotagers If they feel like those things are going to happen, they will do something to ruin it themselves. So it's almost like a a defense mechanism of like, I'm going to hurt. I'm going to break my heart before you can break my heart. Like if I end the relationship then I don't have to worry about you hurting me down the road, I'll just deal with it. So it's kind of like a control thing too, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. It's So you have control over one aspect of the situation, because if it's going to happen or if it could happen... Well, then I want to still perceive that I had power and influence over the situation because that would make me feel better about the situation that I don't want happening happening it's like yes. this weird twisted logic but it's like also part of human nature at the same right. time yeah you know? it makes sense
0: it makes yeah. sense that we would feel that way but you know from an outside perspective like and it again talking about us being on the outside looking in of relationships or whatever like it doesn't it hurts the other person more because like self-sabotage in a relationship an otherwise happy relationship, the dude goes and cheats. And then I'm like me, I'm trying to be as uh, hypothetical as possible, but you know what I mean? If, for example, he goes, cheats. And then there's me who's like, what the fuck? I did nothing wrong. And it's like, yeah, he was trying to, you know, self-preservation kicked in and he was trying not to get hurt, but like, bro, all you did was ruin something that was so good you know, for mm-hmm. no reason. So from the other point of view, it's like, it's more fucked up, you know, like, oh, there's just no winners in the situation. And I have yeah. some examples of self-destructive behavior. So there were obvious self-destructive behaviors, and then there were subtle ones. And the subtle ones, I was like, damn, that is kind of eye-opening. So the obvious ones, attempting suicide, obviously, binge eating, um, compulsive activities like gambling, or shopping, uh, impulsive and risky sexual behavior, makes sense, Um, overusing alcohol and drugs, and then self-injury such as cutting, hair pulling, burning, things like that, okay? Subtle ones, Uh, being self-derogatory or insisting that you're not smart or capable enough or attractive enough, changing yourself to please others, Uh, clinging to someone who's not interested in you engaging in uh, alienating or aggressive behavior that pushes people away holy shit I feel like I'm just like holy this is every person I've literally every person I've dated um maladaptive behaviors such as chronic avoidance procrastination passive aggressiveness and then the last one that I was like holy shit yes wallowing in self-pity doing it do you want to give a percentage of like your check marks that you had there or just like honestly procrastinating definitely do that um I've changed my perspective about self-talk because we I know you are on the same page as me like
1: mm-hmm.
0: your words are so powerful this mm-hmm. is a PSA for everyone your words are so powerful and saying I am are like the two strongest words right that you can say I am and then whatever follows don't don't Speak negatively about yourself because the universe is listening, and that's all some spiritual Mm -hmm. shit right there. Okay, but everything else—the wallowing in self-pity—like it is so easy to sit in your depression. (laughs) You know, like, and I was talking to one of my friends about it, and was like, "Dude, like," because she was like, "You know, I just don't like. I don't know what's wrong with me. I keep doing all these things, and I just end up being sad again. Like, I know it's going to make me sad, and it's like I'm—it's self-destructive behavior and sitting in your depression." sucks but going out and actively trying to be happy every day is way fucking harder oh yeah like it just is it's not easy to get up and get out of bed you know what i mean i have my bedroom has no fucking windows in it okay i live in this perfect little, little duplex i've got my bedroom uh my bathroom that can shut and i'm in a cave of depression and it's just so easy to be like yeah i'm not gonna have bed today you know mm-hmm. and yeah you feel shittier but not in the moment
1: and there are some days where you do need to take a self-care day and like 100%. not do it yeah. but if it's every single day I think is what we're referencing just to be yes. clear um there's a difference in like a self-care lazy day whatever
0: yeah
1: but if it's and, an every day and then that's another yeah, thing right?
0: making yourself feel guilty for doing those things you know like that's one big thing I'll do I'll overindulge in whatever spending like when I told you today I went and bought I bought a couple of things for my house and I'm trying not to feel shame about that normally in or in my past I would do those things I'd be like yeah I'm gonna treat myself go out and then the next day week whatever I would spend just punishing myself for spending money or you know whatever like overeat if I if I ate unhealthy food you know and then I just spent two days being like you're so gross like why did you do I can't believe you just ate all that you ate so much shit you know and it's just that wasn't bad enough now I gotta punish myself and just shame myself Mm -hmm. after that you know, like. It's a vicious cycle.
1: Mm-hmm. And I definitely, I definitely, and the, the subtle and the direct list that the you gave, obvious, yeah. I definitely, yeah, the obvious and covert, you know, Yeah. Um, he <laughs> saw, um, my past partners or relationships with people and both of those mostly in like the obvious ones, honestly. Yeah. And then, I feel like I might have a couple of the obvious ones that happened but like a lot of the subtle ones I was yes. like okay maybe I'm just more subtle with my shit yes. like <laughs> that's
0: what I'm thinking like hold on now that I'm reviewing these notes I said that I don't do it but like <laughs> maybe subtly, you you know um, yes but and and that also
1: like we were talking about this earlier that also ties into like like your own mental health stuff as well so like if you have anxiety if you have depression if you have whatever ocd eating disorder adhd whatever the hell if you have any of those things you could be more in your head about like social interactions or you could be more in your head about um like subliminal like behaviors of individuals that you're like oh they didn't really want me here or oh this that and another or oh I'm encroaching on their boundaries or oh yes. I'm think that I want a commitment or whatever your perception <laughs> of what they want is and then so you would decide
0: to back up yes and off, that's the, put that, a break in it yes that's a huge part of it I feel like being on the other side of it is they're always projecting this stuff onto you and it's like dude that, that none of that even exists like if you would just take a second and just look at the actual situation rather than freaking the fuck out about whatever it is that you think like and that's the thing I mean that's what it is you're getting in your own head and you're sabotaging it before it can you know be good but that's like we're talking about you know guys who think that you want to date them because you want to fuck them and also treat them like a human being and they're like oh whoa 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 I don't want you know I don't want any relationship so they go and flirt with other girls in front of you or do whatever the fuck you know and it's like <laughs> sorry was that to do what? <laughs> but whatever self-sabotaging thing they do because that happened and then the guy was like uh you know because I, I was like i hope it was worth it you know And he's like well you know i was thinking about it like i probably did ruin something good over something that was just dumb like it didn't even matter it's like yeah well you don't always get a second chance. So like you need to this is a, a habit that you need to break, you know, like you're not always gonna have people who are gonna be understanding and be like, yeah, I know that was stupid and it didn't mean anything or whatever. Like And they and people, shouldn't have to. Right. Yeah. And people Nobody get affected. Yeah. Well, and like, they get affected.
1: To touch on that. In my experience, I've had a lot of partners, a, a lot of my partners have cheated on me, okay? Oh. And for a long time, I did the whole self-blame game that, like, oh, I must have done something. I could have been a better partner. Oh, I wasn't there for this, 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 this that they needed, which isn't your job as any partner, for the record. Just, yes. like, we, I think we talked about this before, like, Beyonce got cheated on. So it right. doesn't matter how great you are, you know? <laughs> right. And so... Beyonce can get cheated on, then the che- the main thing is the cheater cheats because the cheater has the issue. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like it's in and of themselves. And a lot of that ties into the whole self sabotage, the self fulfilling prophecy. And self
0: worth and yeah, or, all that.
1: or like they feel like shit. They feel like they're not good enough. So if they don't feel like they can compare to the love that you give them, they don't think they can accept that love. So Well, she's going to eventually decide that she doesn't get what she needs from me. So I'm just going to go start getting things from other people that make me feel validated as a man or make me feel desired or whatever. And so then they'll go and cheat. And typically with, and I'm talking about from a male perspective, straight men that in particular that I've dated, and then they go and sleep with women who literally Quote unquote, are like, they're just addicted to ride. I'm just lonely. They're just addicted to ride. Yeah. Like, women of lesser go.
0: quality, usually. Well, and, and you
1: know- no, I wouldn't even say that. They oh, just, I would. Women- <laughs> <As> they- <laughs> just women with a different perception of this individual that does not hold them to the same human standard or women that have a completely different motive
0: like they and just, that, but they- that's why that's why because they know that they're not going to disappoint these people because they don't give a fuck about them you know and i was yeah. I, don't, I don't i don't remember what article i was reading but it was probably i mean i'm like picturing myself like googling like why do men cheat but it was like uh some article that said something about you know people men or for example in this example men leaving women for other women of lesser value essentially I shouldn't say lesser value but you know what I mean just less lower quality women okay and it's because they don't feel worthy or whatever but then with the other women like they know they're not going to be hurt when it doesn't work out it's like yeah she sucks so what do I give a shit you know what I mean like
1: I would I would I would rephrase personally to lower expectations like women that have lower expectations from what they want from this partner like if they're not expecting you to like I don't know treat them with human decency and like care about their emotions and you're literally just there to fill their loneliness and their vagina like (laughs) like they're
0: void don't worry. Well, I'm stick like, with lesser quality because gross. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I'm going to go with the more
0: done <laughs> with this. Um, and well, I'm, wallowing self- um, <laughs> I'm wallowing in self-pity right now. Bug these hoes, okay? <laughs> respect. do you know? they reality?
1: But like they have different expectations, you know, just mm-hmm. like if you go in and you're not dating someone but you're spending time with them and you might view them as a human being even though you're just having sex with them versus if you're going into a relationship and they're talking about long term and meeting family and stuff like that there's going to be different expectations to a fuck buddy and like a partner that yes. you have and if they're terrified of this reality that someone is viewing them as human enough and capable enough to be this like valuable partner in their life or like longer than 30 seconds that it takes for them to get off then like if they can't handle that pressure of having to perform like a like I don't know a conscientious human then they're going to resort to someone with lower expectations that they know are only using them for their body
0: okay I see what you're saying yeah 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 Yeah. listen I'm just I'm just still in my feelings about cheating, okay? So I'm not there yet with the nice words about fucking Becky with the good hair, okay? What I'm saying is, yes, you're right. You're right. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Look, and I'm going to be honest with you. Tell me.
1: I I support... I support women. I do not support all women. Okay. Mm -hmm. And like, I would also like to point out, yes, I'm calling it out right now. Okay. This is the first time I think I'm stealing some real tea. I want to say that obviously your partner had the agreement with you. Your partner is who you should be the most fucking mad at, right? Like they had the agreement with you. They had your trust, whatever. But if a bitch knows (laughs) that you are in a partnership and especially if the bitch knows who you are if if the bitch
0: sat at my table and let me wait on her and then threw up in my restaurant because she couldn't handle her liquor maybe the bitch all right I'm gonna stop because I don't want to edit and I'm not trying to cut this shit (laughs) out but I'll stop there she knows who she is but you don't leave this for a girl who can't handle her liquor long enough to make it to the fucking parking lot before she pukes, okay? <sighs> but yeah, oh, I blame him too. I, but, you know, I blame any any man who self-sabotages. It's a form or of woman, it's fine. Yes. Yeah, yes. but like
1: the partner's to blame. But if the person they're cheating with knows you or knows that they're in a partnership, they are responsible as well. And so I will not play the game where like, Yes, your anger should not be directed solely at the person your partner cheated yeah. on you with. That's dumb. Yeah. You could be angry at both of them. <laughs> I
0: am. Let's be share back. the hate. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's definitely more my style to like yell at the girl than the dude. But I feel like I'm spreading it around pretty evenly these days. You know, like he didn't get away scotch free You know, Good, I would again. encourage
1: you to be more. Uh, this is this is this is not <laughs> professional advice, but I would <laughs> encourage you to be more mean to the cheater. Than you, <laughs> <have>. <laughs> Because, okay, this is not what we're talking about this session, but this session, like we're in therapy, oh my God. Okay. But <laughs> we also have to realize how the patriarchy has impacted us to view other women as our competition, instead of seeing our partners as our partners who are violating yeah. our trust.
0: I get that. And let me tell you why. Let me tell you why I have more patience for him it's because i know what trauma he has that caused him to do this i don't know what trauma this female has that makes her want to sleep with other people's men okay so like if i knew her backstory and i was like yeah her dad didn't hug her enough so she wants to date other people's dudes then maybe i would be more patient for her but i can look at his psyche and be like yeah this was fucked up and this is why you know what i mean when you understand right. the psychology but you. Which I have it.
1: a more personal relationship with the partner that cheats. But I would also right. like to point out, because I, I am such an empath that my therapist has told me I'm one of the most empathetic people she's ever met, okay? Yes. This woman has told me, she was like, wow, I can't believe your perspective on that. Because my whole thing is, even with these individuals that have slept with my partner that know me and know that they're in a committed partnership and this, that, and another... I'll sit there and be like, so you feel so unworthy and so like self-deprecating that the only way for you to feel like you might hold any value is by trying to have someone sabotage their entire relationship and sacrifice their feelings and commitment for another person. Because then only then you feel like you're slightly desired enough or wanted enough that you might not be completely worthless.
0: Nope. have the mic, bitch. <laughs> drop it and even this is how i know i have issues because when you were saying that i was like ew gross. like why are you giving her credit like bleh. she didn't ruin my relationship
1: yes but like there's some if you <laughs> seek out people that are in relationships because you know they're in relationships and that's the only way you can feel desirable enough is if they're willing to hurt someone else for their lust, for you, that's the only equation you have for love or desirability or value, then that like reflects on their own internal dialogue and relationship with themselves.
0: You're right. Oh, God, this is the worst. All right, fuck. <laughs> now we're getting, I'm getting off on a whole tangent about cheaters now. It always makes it back to sabotage I know. That's- I know. That's- okay, so listen, this is what you were talking about earlier with their you know, risk factors or what risk factors for self-destructive behavior, because you're saying some people are more likely to do it. And these are the things that make you more likely or more at risk for self-destructive behavior. Alcohol or drug use, childhood trauma, neglect, or abandonment, emotional or physical abuse, uh, low self-esteem, social isolation, or exclusion. Or friends who self injure, which I mean, I guess is just like seeing other people do it and like being around that environment. I guess
1: it's like, um, I guess that would be like having the people in your life you expect they're not dependable or reliable with their own self care. So you see like a pattern of people yeah. not considering their own self care, would be my perspective. I don't know for yeah. sure.
0: So well, the alcohol and drug use totally get. I mean, yeah, that makes complete sense. sense. Yes. Um, Emotional and physical abuse. Get that too. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, childhood trauma. (laughs) Everything makes sense because these are all things that give you like low self-worth and make you think that you are undeserving of being successful or being in a happy relationship. You know?
1: Yeah. And like mess with your own, like your, cause humans we learn from our history and our past relationships. So if you're having a foundation of relationships where you can't really trust the the individuals in your life that are supposed to, I don't know, bring you support and safety, then that's gonna trickle down into your future relationships where you assume that, hey, if my family can't provide that for me, why would this other person
0: that be able totally to makes house? sense? And that's true also like a lot of people who have, you know, mommy or daddy issues or whatever the um they're like thing that i've heard the most with people who especially have people who um like their mothers are completely gone or whatever you know pe- absent parents basically will say a lot like well the one person who is supposed to love me like the one person who was just biologically supposed to love me more than anyone didn't if even if they can't do it then how the fuck is anyone else supposed to do a random stranger supposed to do it which i totally get like i i really do understand all of it and i hate it like i just want to be able to shake them and be like Ugh! like stop stop ruining it for yourself before you even have it like you didn't even have a chance to ruin it yet you know what i mean i used to fucking shit on myself why would you know like don't ruin it before you have a chance to actually fuck it up like fuck it up first you're doing it for no reason you know right Oh, ah,
1: okay. So it goes back to that self worth and the value because if you were taught in your childhood that you were not valuable of the time or the effort or the emotional intelligence or anything like that from your caregivers, you're not going to think it's worth anybody else's
0: time. You know? Yeah. No, it's it's definitely true. I mean, I get it. So, okay, so this is we were talking about. We were going to focus on relationships. This is the do's and don'ts of dating a self sabotager. And I don't know if I should tattoo this on my body or what I need to do. I mean, I guess the reality would be to like recognize the red flags of a self-sabotager and stop dating them before I ever get involved in an intense relationship. But I'm not going to do that. So here's the, <laughs> here's the don'ts for dating a self-sabotager because I just don't date one um i guess i shouldn't say that because we're trying to get people to stop self-sabotaging so i shouldn't make them seem undateable they are completely dateable
1: it anyone have a
0: t- work, you know yeah, like yeah, we- i've got tips i've got tips about that too babe we're gonna work through it okay okay so the don'ts um don't obsessively worry about your partner's behavior eh, i'm not sure about it. <laughs> it says but this, how but yeah <laughs> where's the rest of it it says this has no actual impact on their actions and can emotionally physically and mentally deplete you holy fucking shit my mind See, is blown.
1: i okay when you read all of it i agree with that because it yeah. can, does is debilitate you and if they're gonna cheat or if they're gonna do whatever they're gonna do that anyway problem being which i guess would also reinforce this point is that if you're constantly expecting this person to do untrustworthy things and to cheat or to go to that person's house or to whatever behind your back then if they think hey they're gonna expect this from me anyway i should do it anyway because they already think i might be doing it so yup,
0: yup, and fucking law of attraction i i I think I, I well, I want not to say it. Okay, so this, it's, what it's saying is don't obsessively worry about it because there's nothing you can do. Um, one of the things that I have been reading about is my human design, which I'm so interested in. I suggest everyone go Google your human design. I don't know if you have, but I want to get your test results and I want to do an episode on it. Um, yeah. But one of the things, I'm a projector is what it's called. And one of the things that it said, I get exhausted by is... Uh, they're supposed to be really good at giving advice, which hello and <laughs> they give advice, but they get really mad when people don't listen to it And it was saying that one of my things is um like waiting to be invited is what it's called and you essentially I need to make sure that someone's ready to take my advice because if I'm if I give them advice that they are not ready to hear it can come across really abrasive and i'm basically exhausting myself <laughs> Come on, i haven't taken the test but i think i am this 100 i feel like you're probably a projector but that's <laughs> the, that's what it says Is like you exhaust yourself because if someone's not ready to hear your advice or hear whatever you know they they give the example of the other people are sitting around like the other types are sitting around building um ikea furniture and they're all just like fumbling around and we're standing back here with the instructions being like you guys the instructions are right here and like no i want to build it and it's like all right what whatever y'all come to me you know what i mean because i can sit there and nag you and do whatever but it's falling on deaf ears and it's just wasting my time it's making me frustrated it's making me exhausted this is the same thing you sitting there trying to worry and tell them you know do this don't do this whatever you're just all you're doing is depleting your energy it causes fights and all that shit that you just don't, that, and nothing's going to come of it. You know, you're wasting your time.
1: I'm still stuck on the word abrasive that you use because yeah. that word has been used at me before. And I was just like, <laughs> I like Googled it. was like making sure I was reading the dictionary <laughs> and of it and stuff. And I'm sitting there like, oh, but you're right. It's when... We are giving advice, and we're telling, and we're trying to help when people don't want the help. And yes. so, if not, then you're just like encroaching on their like almost free will in a way. Exactly. And then they,
0: yeah, they're not ready to hear it.
1: Defensive, and then you're yes. abrasive. That yes. have like. Criticism criticism. Exactly. You
0: know. <laughs> exactly. So making sure they're in a safe space, like they feel like they're in a safe space is the big thing. And that whole thing, I could go on a whole tangent about that. I'm so interested in it. Like I said, you can, you find out you know, it's not a test you take, um, you enter in your birth time and place and all that stuff. And it tells you, so it's very easy to find out. Um, and this is another thing. The second don't is kind of related to that is don't attempt to motivate them through guilt by saying things like if you would love me if you loved me enough you would stop because this always backfires and creates even more guilt that can fuel the self-destructive behavior one million percent yes all of that um and then tell them that they deserve support when attempting to connect them with resources which is therapist um communicate your belief in their ability to learn new ways to cope and to genuinely heal with professional guidance because that's important of being like yeah like I know that you're better than this Like you're obviously for the most part you're with someone for a reason right like Mm -hmm. they have good qualities about them this is not this is not the make or break of a person you know there's lots of terrible qualities that you can have. Self-sabotage is a terrible one, but it really, well, I won't say it only affects that person, but it mainly affects them. You know, like when the other people in your life are long gone, you're still stuck with you. You know, like you're the one who's going to have to deal with it for a long time until it gets fixed. Mm-hmm. You know? um, and then again, be clear that it's not your problem to fix and you don't have the power to change another human being. And keep telling yourself that too. Mm-hmm. Um, learn how to set boundaries. Which is very hard to set
1: them if you're bad at communicating or a peacekeeper, or people pleaser. Yes. And it's harder to enforce. And then it's even harder to uphold the co- natural consequences that go along with those things.
0: That is where I fail, right? Like, I can set them. Cause I know what my boundaries should be. And then if I don't follow through with it, it's like, or if I don't follow through with it, it's like, well, fuck, now I have to like do what I said I was going to do. And I don't like that. You should have just listened to me. So I had to fucking do this. Now I have to follow through. Like, no, one of us is going to have to control ourselves and it's not going to be me. So what the fuck? step up your game um okay and then this is like what you said earlier know that you have a right to end a relationship when it's abusive unfulfilling one-sided or when the partner adamantly refuses to do what they need to do to be healthy it is nearly impossible for me to walk away from a relationship and i've never been in a physically abusive relationship um but I just don't know that I would be one of those that's strong enough to walk away from like when I love someone, it's I mean it's hard to shake me, baby. Can't get rid of me, you know?
1: Yeah. No, I read once that like in writing, because I like to write and stuff too, but like in Mm -hmm. writing that to make your characters strong is like their their best strength, also Mm -hmm. their biggest weakness. And I laugh all the time. I'm like, oh, the universe creator did that with me because I am loyal. That is great strength of mine, but I'm loyal to a fault. Like I'm I'm loyal past the point where I should be sometimes. Like, you know. I
0: I love that. I've never heard of that before. Yeah. I love that. And that's. That's how I feel about um my my personality. I think it's one of my, but I've always looked at the other way because when one of my exes would say that it was like one of my biggest weaknesses or it was my biggest flaw, I was like, well, it's also the best thing about me is that I go so fucking hard. I'm so passionate, right? And he, in a fight, it might not be fun to fight with me because I'm never, you know, I'm a dog with a bone, but. It's also the set that same passion is also what makes me love so fucking hard and makes me be there for you so hard and so loyal, you know, all those things. So I like that. I like to think of it that way too. That is one of your biggest strengths and greatest weaknesses. And yeah, being loyal to a fault is, I feel like a pretty common one of, it's hard. I mean, cause it is hard to fucking walk away.
1: And I would say like, and we've talked about this before on the podcast, but like, especially For women or people that have been raised as women, not necessarily even that they still are, Mm -hmm. but like, if you were raised as a woman in society, we have more of this um, indoctrination to shoulder the hard stuff for other people's mistakes or like to be loyal, to protect someone else like that is part of like, how we have been socialized in our society is that like, your feelings and your whatever isn't necessarily as important as being a nurturer
0: or yeah, being the back burner and mm-hmm. deal with their problems. Yeah, like and that's one thing. That's basically what it's saying is like because a lot of people have that tendency to be like, Yeah, I'm gonna fix him it. Like, it's okay that it hurts me, but like he's hurting himself. So let me help him. Like there's only so much you can do. And I know it's so much easier said than done because fuck, I'm not one to walk away, you know what I mean? But like mm-hmm. Yeah, we stay, we stay past the uh, expiration date, you know.
1: This milk seems spoiled, but I'm going to taste it just to make sure, you know. (laughs) Drinks clunky milk,
0: like, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's cottage cheese, it's fine. (laughs) Silver lining, babe. Okay, so this is the big, this is the big thing, how to stop self-destructive behavior. This is something I'm going to get a little spiritual to. This is essentially shadow work right which is like digging asking why a million times like getting to the bottom of why you are the way you are google shadow work it's incredible shadow work
1: is not fun by the way and should be taken very seriously
0: yes it is not fun and do not enter into it thinking that it's going to be like light and whatever but it is how you fix these these problems so question everything so like you're afraid of failure why what's the worst case scenario okay that happens then what all right then what you know and just keep until you get down to like basically until you get to the moment where you're like oh fuck yeah okay i'm like this <laughs> yeah like whatever you whenever you're taking it back to like oh shit then that's when you can stop right well yeah. maybe ask a couple more but still there keep asking questions ask why Question everything to basically reprogram your self-conscious or your excuse me your subconscious um identify your indulgences so recognize that you're doing it that's step one but then look at what it is that you're doing remind yourself you're worthy and separate your fears from reality so identify your indulgences meaning whenever you're feeling extra self-sabotagey what is your go-to behavior, right? Like shopping, Mm -hmm. every time I get whatever, every time I save up money, I go and spend all my money and it's stupid. Why the fuck do I do that? You know, like every time I am like dieting or whatever, and I'm doing really well on my diet. And then for whatever reason, it's like, I'm just not going to go to the gym today. And then you eat a bunch of shit or you go and cheat on your girlfriend, whenever you have a good relationship, whatever that the the indulgence quote-unquote indulgence is or you're dealing with
1: shit so you go get shit based, or you go do a bunch of drugs or you go to the casino or yes you go on a drive which can be a healthy technique but then you're driving recklessly or you're going too fast or you're not wearing a seatbelt or you're yes. like having life endangering situations yes. because it's a risky behavior or yes. you're sleeping with five women without a condom in a week or you're,
0: you yes. know. Yeah, and yeah, so identify that first and then recognize that you're doing it and be like, okay, well, this is something you need to work on and stop yourself. Ideally, the point is to stop it before you do it, right? But maybe the first step would be just recognizing it as you're doing it, and be like, all right, this is something that I'm doing. This is something I need to try to work on. Um, and then remind yourself, that you to separate reality from your fears right so like what we're talking about where they're projecting all this worst case scenario bullshit like remind yourself this is is this something that has ever happened is this something that is likely to happen is this something that's coming from my trauma that I'm projecting you know like separating that and writing a list make a list you know that's a big thing it's like to write separate list and write all this shit and then what are your triggers mm-hmm. what happens in your life that urges you to misbehave what is it like what i mean like when you said you're dealing with shit you know like what is it that sets you off to the point of like and i know one thing this is just off the top of my head because of past experiences but uh commitment and we were talking about this earlier people start talking about commitment too much to you they start panicking right self-sabotagers as soon as they say something that feel, that makes them feel like they're put into a corner it's like and then they start spiraling so look at that and identify that so you know next time going into it you know how to like counteract your trigger mm-hmm. right and that might be
1: if you have commitment issues <gasps>
0: Ooh, <laughs> which everyone
1: I've ever been with does
0: Sorry, I'm just wallowing in self-pity.
1: Oh, and also you were talking about the worst case scenario thing, which is good. But also after that, you could do a best case scenario. So like, what is, what if this thing, this behavior that I'm trying to use to cope, what is the, the, you go down the list of the worst things it could do, Right. right? Or the worst case scenarios for the situation that's made you want to do these behaviors. But you could also do the best case scenario. So what's the best case scenario of me doing a gram of cocaine in a night versus what are the worst case scenarios? Right. Oh, well, it might make me feel okay at a bar for until I stay up and then don't get sleep. And the worst case scenario is I could get arrested or I could go to jail or I could right. get in a fight or I could this, that, and you know oh, what I mean? And like,
0: yeah, whatever. Yeah. Be able
1: to counter, counter them, be like, okay, so I might feel good for a little bit, but then I'm still going to have a clogged nose and I'm still going to feel like shit the next day. And I'm still not right. going to get good sleep. And then the worst case scenario is I could be in jail. Right. Is the best case going to be able to like
0: rationalize right. your worst yes. case? Like, Fear, figure out if it balances it. Is it worth it? A risk versus reward. Figure that out. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it says, these are some tips, like how to counteract your triggers or whatever. Um, healthy habits, obviously like look at healthier habits, but cognitive behavior therapy, That is my favorite. I know you are with that shit, baby. CBT
1: is my favorite, which goes back to what we were talking about. Your personal narrative, your narrative and your dialogue with yourself is so important. That's why CBT is so useful is because it works on your cognitive thought processes and then how that influences your direct behavior. And cognitive behavioral therapy is fundamental in so many different treatments Mm-hmm. And it cover encompasses so many different like diagnoses, so many different traumas and everything. It has been personally impactful in my life, even studying about it in school, being able to apply the things I've studied about to myself have helped right. tremendously. Yes. Right. But
0: and that's so my, when I started therapy, that's what she was using was cognitive behavioral therapy.
1: Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I would also like to point out from the professional's perspective, a lot of times, depending on your mental state and your mental stability at the time and mental health and everything, you might need to be put on medications for like depression or anxiety or whatever else to get your cognitive at a place, like your thought process is at a place where you can process what you're learning right. and process it mentally and then be able to apply it behaviorally. Because sometimes you're not in a mental headspace to be able to do that work. You have to yeah. have help you either have to have therapy or medication first in some circumstances if you're not yeah. there
0: yeah a hundred percent because I I mean that was me for a long time too was like I knew the things but I wasn't even able to like I can't even process what's fucking happening so you giving me advice is going in one ear and out the other like I don't even there's no way I can put this into real life you know and basically I mean you can summarize what CBT is but it's basically like the thought behind it is that you can train your brain, right? That it's a muscle and you can re- reprogram your ba- your brain by like replacing negative thoughts with positive ones and like positive self-talk, daily affirmations, shit like that, right? Right.
1: So um, I was actually walking, watching another documentary about this the other day. Um, so in light of all my school study and then personal experience, I've also watched this doc and it was talking about how, we, we all know we have reward pathways in our brains, which is why people turn to drugs or shopping or gambling or whatever. It lights up this reward center that gives you dopamine, serotonin, and makes you feel good for a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. But we can actively choose. So instead of doing like, I hate myself. I'm ugly. I don't deserve love. I don't deserve another. If you're doing the, the technique, which I would encourage everyone to do, tell yourself five positive things about yourself every morning. So it doesn't have to be physical. It could be like, I... I'm really good at making sure my cats get to eat or like I'm really good at listening to my friends when they're upset or whatever it is just something about yourself five things right but when you work through it, like I've gotten to the point where how I say it is I argue with a bitch in my head all the time so there's that yes. one bitch head that says all this mean shit to you she lives there rent-free she ain't got a job she don't do shit for nobody she's just mean and you got to argue with a bitch in your head and eventually it becomes second nature so when she's telling you they don't want you here. It's like, well, they invited me here. So you're not even making sense. You're like, Ooh, if you eat that, nobody's going to want to be your friend. It's like, I wouldn't tell my friends they just shouldn't eat in order to be loved. Like you just yes. like constantly arguing and yes. you end up stronger pathways within your neurons in your brain within like the pathways. And it gets to the point where if they're these two neurons are touching every day, these two like pathways in your brain, they're constantly connecting, that's like, you're loved, you're valuable, you're whatever, then eventually they're going to be stronger and have more support and be more connected than the pathway that says you're not not desired and you're not loved and you're not worthy. But if those are intertwined so heavily right now, you have to start pulling that away and start strengthening the other pathway. And you can literally change the, like the formations in your brain. Yes.
0: The wiring in your brain. I swear to God, Kate, I've got a note right here that says, start arguing with your own thoughts, battle your subconscious negativity, because it's 100% true. And the voice, by the way, the voice in your head is not you. No, yeah, the voice in your head is not you. Yes, you are observing those thoughts and make it known, like start telling yourself like you're, you're hearing those thoughts. It's not you, Right. Like, it would be like someone walking up to you and saying that. So, like you said, argue with it and say, like, no, I'm not. And give a reason why.
1: Yeah. No, the bitch in your head. And then it's important. I think we talked about this, maybe the last podcast, is not only do you have to remember that there's this bitch in your head that does not do shit for anyone and is just mean. And if that was a normal person in your life, you wouldn't want to be around them. And you wouldn't let them talk to your friends that way. But... You have to keep in mind that, like you said, it's not you because if you wouldn't say it to a child or your best friend, that is not what you believe. It's how you've been indoctrinated. It's how you've been like programmed by society is
0: who you are. I saw, it was a TikTok. I saw a TikTok today that was talking about that. And it was saying that basically your subconscious, let's say, uh, because your subconscious remembers memories that you might not remember essentially. So picture it like them saying- you know, something bad happens and it's like, do you remember when, uh, Kate said that really mean thing to me last week? I do. Do you remember when your dad was mean to you that time? I do. And it's things like that. So it's like, next time that happens, go back to the earliest memory that you have of what, all right, like I have this thought. Okay. So women, uh, women are untrustworthy is something that I struggle with. Right. So I'll think that. And it's like, okay, so why? Think back to the earliest memory that you have of a woman being untrustworthy. What was the first memory that you had that made you feel like you couldn't trust a woman? You know, and go from there. And it's, I mean, heavy, but but like, and persistence is key. You have to, it's not gonna just be, you know, a one-off thing. You're gonna have to keep, I mean, it's retraining your brain. Think about like, you're going to the gym. You don't just go to the gym three times and then you're good. You know, you're gonna have to go every day like you said set some kind of routine for in the morning with because i'm a firm believer in positive affirmations like i'm i am resilient is one of my positive affirmations and i just keep fucking saying it until i believe it but i'm telling you i've done it long enough to where i truly believe the things that i have said that i have these affirmations like now when i say it i believe it because in the beginning you say it and you're like like oh I am powerful and you're like I'm not fucking powerful. There's no you know like I don't believe that. But then you say it every day for fucking thirty days or something and it's like yeah I am powerful. I know that I am. I believe it. You know.
1: Sorry my phone's getting blown up right now. <laughs> it's
0: okay. Um and then uh, this is another thing that says um baby steps right. So start small versus going cold turkey. And this is kind of like what you said. I can't remember um when it was that you told me this, but we were talking about neutrality being step one and i've given mm-hmm. that advice to so many people about starting start with just neutral is what you're going for like mm-hmm. when you talk about body positivity for example you're what like my stomach you i want to look at my stomach and be like oh my stomach's hot and I'm, you know my stomach's flat and whatever i look great i have six packs but instead look at it and be like yeah my stomach exists it processes food i have a stomach it is, you know, whatever, like, and say those things. And then you get to the point because going from all the way left to all the way right is going to be a lot.
1: Yes. And I and like to that. Yeah. And it's overwhelming too. If you tell yourself like, I'm supposed to love my body when you hate your body, like it, you have to take those little steps. And like we were talking about the neuro like pathways in your brain. Um, our brains have neuroplasticity that's what it's called and that's the their ability to change and adapt and we're all capable of that and so that's like been helpful to me is to understand like the biological and the chemical and like neurological aspects of why we feel the way we do and like how our trauma like united in the trauma how that can impact our decisions, how your mental health diagnosis is how your relationships how your history with people all that has Gone, even if you don't remember it all it's all yeah. formed pathways and memories in your brain and in order to move away from being in this like survival mode
0: mm-hmm. of like
1: I've been traumatized I've been screwed over I've been whatever you have to start relying on building the pathways that well I love myself or I know I'm valuable because human beings are valuable and I'm a valuable I'm a human being so I have to be valuable. You know what I mean? Like even right. just those small steps. Yes. Like I think all people matter. All humans are worthy. So that means that I'm a human so I must matter and I must be worthy. Like right. even if you have to break it down into generalizations like Yes.
0: And this I'm plugging this book right now. You I've got it. I've got a video. I don't know where I'm going to post it, but I'll read it too. It's called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. How to lose your mind and create a new one. This is one of my favorite books. Of all time, it breaks it down because I'm not, I know you had science and all that bullshit. I'm not good with all that stuff. So this breaks it down into a way that I was like, oh my God, this makes so much sense. And it talks about like your I mean, I'm just looking through all of it now, but it talks about essentially how your personality is created. And what are you are you looking for? Are you looking for notes?
1: um I actually wanted to plug a book too so go ahead and finish oh, okay, okay, your okay. um
0: yeah it just talks about how like you're basically your subconscious is like I don't know fucking 80 percent of your brain or something and it's like you have to the more and also another thing is the more um which I guess makes sense because you're talking about fucking neurons and shit connecting but the more information you put into your brain that says one thing the more likely your brain is to make that connection does that make sense Mm -hmm. so like surrounding yourself with positivity is a real thing and like you if you always have bad things that you're you know watching on tv or whatever all these like negative things or like Mm -hmm. sad shit like yeah your brain is more likely to make a sad connection because your brain is just filled with sad shit right so the more you tell yourself the more you surround yourself with people who are going to be positive to you and keep those negative thoughts out of your head, the easier it's going to be for you to, you know, not self-sabotage or to be in successful relationships and things like that. So it basically says try reducing these behaviors rather than eliminating them completely at first. Right. Like Yeah. And
1: yeah. And like building friendships and relationships and stuff where you can trust them. So you have an example of people being trustworthy or yes. you have Like for you example, not to speak for you, but because I know you have other relationships and stuff too, but I would like to think that our relationship with each other has given you another example of a woman you can trust. You know what I mean?
0: Yes, and that is something I talked about even on, um, because one of the first few episodes I did was like, why don't I trust women? And then I did another one a few weeks later and was talking about how I've really been working on it. And I was like, you know, when I sat back and thought about it, like my relationship's, Most of the good relationships that I have are with women. Like, just in general, I have a lot of fucking ride or die friends. You know what I mean? Like, I've got some good ass women who have been there for me. And yes, there have been women who hurt me. I don't, I mean, I'm still doing all of my like trauma work and why I don't trust women. But for the most part, like, looking back on it, the, I have way more good female friends who are supportive and it took a long time for me to trust them but i think eventually now i'm getting to the point where it's like i can't trust women there are obviously women that i cannot trust but for the most part the people who have been there for me more than anyone were women you know and it's like eventually like you said like eventually you have to start fucking believing it like yeah i mean i guess enough women have proven themselves that like you know i gotta start well, trusting at some point
1: and i feel like it's important also to mention that since we've been talking about like the neurology of it and everything Mm -hmm. is that trauma when that happens your brain automatically bonds those receptors way harder than Mm -hmm. it would your natural other connections like it doesn't take a hundred times to build a strong connection it happens once and your brain immediately registers that
0: i'm trying to remember
1: Oh, gosh. I remember the name of the gland in your brain that did it, but it, I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't,
0: I wouldn't know if you were saying the right one or not. Anyway,
1: so. I'm going to say it's your avant but you I don't know. know I, yeah. I don't know if I know that confidently enough to say that, but I want to say it's in that region, at least. That's the only and part of the brain that I know. Right. And it basically, it throws the trauma out in any circumstance that is like, we were talking about the triggers, anything yeah. that slightly resembles it, your brain's like, oh, well, this is going to happen if you do that. So don't trust these people. Like it, yes. your your trauma connections are way stronger. So like you said, you could have 500 positive interactions with women. But if you've had one horribly traumatic interaction with a woman, your brain's going to be like, remember that one time that woman did not support you, or that yeah. victim blamed you, or do you remember yeah. that one time this woman uh, defended your, your abuser, or <laughs> do you remember that one time this woman intentionally violated your
0: trust? Do you remember? Yes. You know what I mean, like yes. And your
1: trauma response will immediately gravitate that. So like it holds co-
0: way more power than mm-hmm. any of the other ones. Yeah.
1: So if you like you you said you've been doing, if you can take the time to keep reminding yourself of. Yeah, well, my relationship with Kate is positive. My relationship with so and so and so and so and so and so, and you keep reinforcing that over and over again. That c- can help overwrite the other trauma. Yes, over time, and if right. you keep training that pathway to be to rationalize with the trauma, that yeah, well, not every single one of them is going to do this to me. Right. You know what I mean? It, yeah, that that's where the neuroplasticity comes into it as well. Yeah.
0: No, that totally makes sense because I have, I mean, the amount of women that I have that are positive influences in my life is just astonishing to look back and be like, how do I, how can I possibly have trust issues with women? But it's because fucking, even though it was only like two or three of them, I mean, it's probably, I don't know. It's been, I have been fucked over a few times, but those, like you said, they carry that much more power and it sucks. Like, that's why you have to think about your fucking actions because they- carry so much weight right like one dude one shitty relationship can fuck you up or what you know one relationship friendship whatever can fuck you up so it's like dude be careful with your actions and I know that sounds so like cliche and whatever I feel like I'm being a mom right now but like please I'm begging you dude we're united in trauma but I would love to just not have anything to talk about one day like that would be great
1: (laughs) and also understanding that that one and we've talked about this in other podcasts but understanding that your one experience or your one whatever or just a couple of things just because it was just that one time or it's only been a few times doesn't invalidate your trauma or your neurological response that it is trauma try to tell yourself well this isn't really traumatic because I think almost a hundred percent from the research I've done one hundred percent of trauma patients and trauma counseling say like well, there's other people that have it worse than me and that's yeah. even worst case scenario we like well i'm sure there's other people that have it worse than me yeah and it's like very common in therapists is that they're like no because your experience your reality is valid like your right. reality perspective- and your perception is reality yeah whatever
0: you're yes. experiencing <laughs> yeah that's that's like conditioning it's so sad but it's true that people have basically been conditioned to be like because that's the same people who talk about like don't talk about your trauma it's the same people that, you know, like, put your nose in it for feeling bad. Like, they, as soon as you try to talk about feeling some ways, like, people have it worse. Like, fuck, all right, God, you're right, mm-hmm. okay, you're right. I guess my rape wasn't that bad, you know? Why are you always trying to invalidate people's trauma? But look,
1: you can know now, rest assured, that your, neuro- like your neurology, your neuropathways, they think your trauma was.
0: My brain thinks it's legit. My brain says it was trauma. So yeah. who are you to tell me? <laughs> yeah, it shows up on CT scans. Fuck off. Leave me alone. Facts. Facts. Like oh, this. also,
1: you plugged a book. So can I plug my yes, yes, book? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so it's by SC Murdoch. It's called A Really Big Deep Sigh. It's got some cool cover art on it that she I know, did her very herself. And then it says, Thank you for being here on the back. Um, and she says, I'm just really proud that my friend got a book. Um, it's a lot of poetry. She said, and I quote, which seems so appropriate for this. She said, if you've ever been cheated on, you'll relate to this book a lot. (laughs) Bitch, send it to me. Let's go. I was like, so yeah. So SC Murdoch, um, a really big deep sigh, and I think it's online too. So yeah, (laughs) (laughs) check out (laughs)
0: yeah we'll give us some reading material okay well this is um i'll summarize it with this and then we'll wrap it up this is the bottom line right so a self-sabotager can learn to replace negative thoughts like we said we just have to be patient and show them love until they learn to accept themselves because that's essentially what you're waiting on is for them to realize that they are worthy of love which takes i don't know years let's say years it's a lot of work, but I mean, it's worth it. It's your fucking, it's your mental health. You know what I mean? You got to put in the
1: introspective work, you know, you got to put in, you got to be uncomfortable to push the the parameters of your comfort zone so that more things are comfortable for you.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. Well, thank you so much for being here again, Kate. I missed last week. I didn't say this. I missed last week because I had a terrible sinus infection fucking double ear infection i was miserable i I don't know you can probably still hear i sound stuffy stuffy still but i couldn't even like speak last week so we missed last week but hopefully we'll be back next week um and i'm sure you'll be back with me let's be really let's be honest (laughs) let's be honest and we can talk more about um all the things that we just because we just like to come on here and attack ourselves honestly
1: yeah, honestly, it's fine. We don't get any anxiety previously to recording that ever happened.
0: <laughs> Super didn't care about this one at all. <laughs> I'll find something that I can't relate to.
1: <laughs> okay, which more than likely relate to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the problem with us having um, opposite trauma is one of us is always gonna be fucking attacked. <laughs> so it's fine that's why we're here we're united in trauma we're covering it all babe and honestly i haven't found anything i can't relate to i dip my toe in all the trauma so <laughs> don't or worry about me okay we're so well-rounded yeah exactly i like to be well-rounded i like to be well-versed in everything so you know it goes with well, thank- better perspective. it's fine oh go yeah. ahead. Thank you so much for coming and we will see you guys next week. Bye guys. Bye. <laughs> Just know that and remind yourself that and try to be patient, you know, like fuck. Um okay, this is another one that you might relate to. Tell your partner don't don't tell your partner that they're sick or need help as this might make them even more defensive, which is what we were talking about like telling them things that make them more defensive and then like they're once their walls are up they're not for the most part in my experience once their walls are up you're not getting anything done you know so you have to be so, real, real careful <laughs> tiptoeing around them you know so suggesting
1: that people seek out therapy from <gasps> i feel like there's a way to do it right <laughs> right <laughs> I, Every, everyone I ever meet I'm like you should go to therapy because sure. everybody should go to therapy yes but especially if you're in a partnership and they keep exemplifying these same actions over and over again and they keep telling you like hey I feel like a piece of shit or hey I know I'm not loving you the right way and I don't know what to do and I know that there's something wrong with my own relationship with myself and I need to work on that it's like cool You might not be able to talk about those things with me. So you should get an unbiased licensed professional to help you. you That's
0: the way to do it is be like, listen, I don't know that I could be unbiased about this. So maybe, you know, there is someone that you could talk to. And I just feel like that's even like, even hearing, even saying the words, I could just picture my significant other being like, nope. Nope. Like as soon as you hear those words, and I'm sure there's a good way of fucking Google how to get people to talk to a the therapist, but yeah, being like, you know, there is someone that you could talk to. It's not me. Cause obviously I'm going to be a biased asshole, but like you could, you know, talk to someone. Um, and then, okay. Mm, here's a big one. Don't ignore your own responsibilities or right to self-care in order to quote unquote, cover up for your partner and the consequences of their self-destructive acts
1: okay that was something I was going to say in the last couple of points was that yes be patient yes communicate these things yes be understanding that it's not you blah blah blah, blah. but also don't be afraid to be selfish quote unquote mm-hmm. and protect your own self-peace and your own mental stability and your own well-being yeah so I'm glad
0: yeah so don't fucking enable them trying to be it's such a it's such a hard balance to find but I mean it's there you just have to find it um oh (laughs) okay wait don't collude with secret keeping that's another one but this is the one I really wanted to get through because I just saw it these notes just so you know I take these notes I took these notes like months and months ago so sometimes when I'm reading them We go through them briefly, but when I'm reading them, it's like I'm reading them all over again. So I'm kind of just learning this with you guys. Um, It says, don't take on the role of being your partner's therapist. It's not your job. And you can't have the objectivity to be effective. (laughs) Okay. Literally what we just said.
1: I love how we, because I, I would like to point out, I've also not seen these notes. So, so it's funny that our natural dialogue. Yes. Yes.
0: We're just rolling with this shit because it's because that's, I mean, yeah, don't, don't be their therapist, which that could mean both ways, honestly, like, don't be their therapist. Like what you're saying, like you're not their therapist. It's not your job to fix these people and also don't be their therapist because then they get defensive it's like you you know it's a double-edged sword and either way fucking sucks Mm -hmm. try to avoid that and we've got to figure out a good way to tell people how to go to therapy (laughs) in a (laughs) non-abrasive way um okay so here's the do's these are good ones it says do let your partner know that you love them and you care about their well-being okay um, do show compassion by letting them know you understand the struggle that they're grappling with and how challenging it can feel to let go of something they experience as helpful in the short term that's good mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because that's true and that's another thing that like I have a friend who is a self-proclaimed self-sabotager and she she's made comments about how she knows that it's short term Like even when she's doing it and before she does it you know like hooking up with a dude who this is just an example hooking up with a dude who fucking sucks you know like she thinks that having sex is going to make her feel better so she'll go and fuck the dude but she knows even before like i knew that wasn't gonna make me feel good and i just thought like and yeah, maybe this time like maybe it will but no it leaves me feeling empty every time why do I even do it? And then, like I said, then ensues the, you know, shaming yourself for doing the thing in the first place, mm-hmm. lose, lose. Um, and it's short term. That's the thing. All of the self-sabotaging, like behaviors that you think are going to make you feel better. They never last The gambling or the shopping or whatever. It's all just very, very small amounts of time that it will do anything to make you feel better. And then it's just going to make you feel shittier.